As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Welcome in once again to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself to talk investing, finance, retirement. And we are going to talk about this article, uh, Where a Million Bucks Runs Out the Fastest. And we'll put a link to the article in the show notes there for folks who want to check that out. It's going to kind of talk about the 10 states where a million dollars runs out quickly. We'll also talk about 10 where it doesn't run out as fast. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting little article to chat about as we uh, you know, are getting rolling through the new year. We're already into February, Charles. So what's going yeah. on, my friend? How are you? I'm well, I thank you, and I can't remember where January went, but you know, it's way <laughs> it went somewhere. <laughs> vague, yeah, vague memories, vague memories. That's right. That's right. You know? Well, it's you know, it's uh, inevitable. Time flies, as they say, when you're having fun, or even if you're not. I think it just flies in general. So yeah, that's right. Uh, it's a, I have said it before. I will say it again. It's the toilet paper roll effect. The oh. closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. Oh man. I don't like that. Yes. Philosophy 101. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. And that's the podcast. Thanks for hanging out. No. Yes, that's uh, right. <laughs> Bye-bye. You stop by for that useful toilet paper nugget, uh, and we're on the way. So let's get into this conversation here, Charles. Uh, Ten states where a million bucks uh, uh, for retirement savings will run out the fastest. Big shock. Number one on the list is Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. That who, probably who doesn't that? shock anyone. No, if you've ever been there or if you've ever tried to buy something from there, no, you, you shouldn't You shouldn't be surprised. It's not an inexpensive place to go. It's a blast to go to. We love going there. Right, right. But, uh, I mean, when, when we lived in Seattle, we couldn't wait till right after, you know, the first part of the year when we knew it was still going to be crappy for another three or four months to get out and go to Hawaii. We ran into all kinds of people from the Seattle area that yeah. we knew. Okay. All the, every time, every time we went, we we would seize people. Yes, you know, if you've got a million dollars in Hawaii, it's going to last just under, according to this article from basically by GoBankingRate.com. Okay, um, yeah, I should have said just, that. Thank you. Just under eleven years, you're out of a million bucks because okay. just the cost of living in Hawaii is that high. So if you're, you know, if you're seventy-five, it may be worth that gamble. Yeah, or maybe to you, it's, maybe not. You know, you know, it's it's lovely to have just tropical. Weather, you know, all the sure, time. Yeah, eighty, might, eighty, and a you know, tropical breeze. That's I guess it could get boring. Yeah, you might but, just want a little more than a million, though, just to be on the safe side, because it's only. Well, a, I would think so. Because, like you, you know, said, eleven years is maybe not as long as you want. So. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and the difference between the shortest amount of time Hawaii and just you know ten point nine years according to this article, and the longest, which was twenty five point three years, that would be in the state of Mississippi. And I'm going to offend anybody from Mississippi, but it's just my opinion. And that is why the hell would you want to live in Mississippi? But, And it's just interesting when you look at, there's a map in this article and the Northeast, all the Northeast states, uh-huh. it, well, also including. It's both coasts that are on the short it's, list. It's both coasts, yes. The yeah. Northeast and the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, and um, Alaska, California, and Hawaii are on the West. That's the West Coast. Um, those are among the top 10. You know, yeah. money lasts the least amount of time there or in the Northeast, New England. Yeah, New I was going to say the top three won't surprise anybody. They're basically, it was Hawaii, New York, and California. New York and California. Right. California. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was a little surprised, though, that, that Arkansas and, and Maine 
Maybe that's, is that Maine or is that Massachusetts? It's probably Massachusetts. MA? Which one? MA? MA. MA is Massachusetts. Okay. So Massachusetts and Arkansas, that kind of, Arkansas kind of surprised me. They're both, they're both tied there at uh, 16. AK? AK? Oh, wait, that's AK Alaska. Alaska. Come on. Mark. What a ding we dong. We got to go back to Geography 101, I th- Apparently Come I on. need to. Yeah. I told you I was off today. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska. Okay. Well, that makes yeah. sense. That's a little better. Well, you know, and in and, and the central part of the country, it's, you know, th- there's this little grid of color on this map. I'm going to try to explain it without anybody being able to see it. But you've got under 19 years. Then you've got a bracket that's uh, 19 to 21 years. Then you've got 21 to 23 years and then longer than 23 years. And, you know, every, middle America is in that middle range, you know, or, or if you go to the south, it's it's Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, uh, Alabama. Yeah, right around 23, 24 years for a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, 23 or 24 years. That's probably That's not a bad million, on a million. That's bucks. not bad at all. Yeah. Um and everything else, I mean Arizona where I am is in the next to the most expensive but not the most expensive. Yeah. You know, the 19 to 21 year range. Okay, that's fine, you know, and there's Nevada, Colorado, uh Utah, Montana. I wonder why Montana's expensive. I don't know. Cuz they um, have to cuz there's not there's not too much there. They have to import a lot probably. I don't know. You know, say, my, my, in-law, my in-laws live in Wyoming, and it can be yeah. it can it can be really cheap, but certain things are really expensive, right? Yeah, because they oh, just don't true. they just don't so have it places. there. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. beef and things of that nature are super cheap uh, there because you but know other they, things. Yeah. a lot of rent, right? Yeah. But things that they don't get naturally, and then no one wants to go. There's only five hundred thousand people in the whole state. Yeah, you I know. know. I know. So. I, I just you know it's it's interesting to think about it. You know, if I because in last month's podcast we talked about you know what's uh, you know, how prepared are you for retirement? Well, this is just one of those things you need to factor into it also. There's a ton of moving parts to all of this retirement preparedness. It's just, it's just to me, it's fascinating that no one that we've ever met with has really ever had a real comprehensive view of everything that they want to do or how much it's going to cost or, you know. Right. And just what do you, what, what do you want to do with your time? Where do you want to be? Where, do you, where are your kids going to be? You know, what are the expenses? Everybody thinks, well, I've got food, housing, and um, medical costs. Okay. Those are the three big expenses. The fourth one usually surprises people, and that's transportation. And that is, are you traveling to see your kids and your grandkids? Are they, you know, do you still have two cars even though neither one of you work? Um, you know, I mean, all those kinds of things. Transportation be, is the number four. And I think in a lot of these cases where you've got, you know, the middle America geographically is the middle America of how long these dollars last. That kind of makes some sense if you think about it. Um, yeah, and I think... Were, well, more extreme on both coasts. Well, nobody should be surprised by that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly so. enough, you know, uh, you know, the the top the the top ten states were uh, just to kind of run them down for folks, and hopefully I won't screw them up again because I just screwed up that one already. But it was Hawaii, New York, California, uh, Massachusetts, Alaska, Maryland. Kind of kind of surprising, I guess. But but DC, I guess maybe not. Uh, being right there next to DC, Oregon, Seattle, obviously expensive. Uh, yeah, coastal stuff. That was in Washington, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Duh. Jeez, I'm terrible today. Uh, <laughs> Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. All those places are, you know, a little bit uh, plus land is, you know, except for California and New York being pretty large. A lot of the land in places like you know, New Hampshire and Vermont, they're not very big. No. So, uh, but you have your bigger states, like to your said to your point, Texas, not at the lowest, but somewhere in the middle. Uh, my state of North Carolina, same thing, somewhere in the middle. 
you know, so that yeah. 19 to 21 years. I mean, that's a little bit more. And this was from 2020. So this wasn't too far off. Now, granted, you know, the inflation numbers since 2020 probably certainly changed Every, that a bit. Everything is going to be more expensive than it was when they had done the used the historical perspective and pricing of things then. So, yeah. you know, but I would think proportionately is probably pretty much the same. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I would agree with you. So it kind of comes. I thought, I thought Florida would be higher, but it wasn't. I yeah, so, I, me too. Same thing with Texas. I kind of thought Texas would have been, but I don't know yeah, why. I would, but, I, yeah, I would think so too. Texas, but, sort of but they were kind of in that middle middle territory. So yeah, mid, um, the Midlands. Yeah, the exactly. So you know, the question that comes back to because people will definitely do the thing like, well, I need a million bucks, you know. Right. So well, what a million bucks get you? Well, there you go. It'll get you, you know, roughly. In some of these places, anywhere. Well, I guess if nothing else, you could say it'll get you somewhere between ten and twenty-four years, depending on where you live. Yeah, that's a heck of a spread. That's was it. That's a lot. Right. That's a long. That's a long time to guess. You know. So it's that's a question that we ask people. So if you retire, you're going to stay here. You're going to go someplace else. What do you want to do? Yeah. Um, and, and that's why you got to strategize and plan so you can stress test this stuff too, is figure out, okay, what have I got? How long is it going to last me? Uh, yeah. You know, how long is it going to go? And that's going to give you, because you're plugging in things like inflation, you're plugging in things like longevity, you're looking at some of these different scenarios and saying, okay, and, and so a million dollars. So, for example, if, if Hawaii was on your list, then you now know a million dollars is not going to get it done unless you're maybe down to the last 10 or 11 years of your life. You yeah. know, so yeah. you're going to need more for Hawaii. But if you live in Tennessee, it's going to get you to like 24 years. Totally different. So that whole how much do I need? I need a million dollars conversation really, truly is about how you live and where you live. That's totally it. And I just it, it people don't think they try to make it way more complicated. And then in, in some respects, it's absolutely not. But in other respects, it's way more complicated than they ever thought how complicated it was. Yeah. So it's. You, you just got to be able to ferret through all of the different choices, all of the different options and explain to them these are the kinds of things you can do. And, you know, it's your choice. Good grief. You know, you don't have to take my what I think you can. This is your life. This is your choice. We just want to give you enough information so that we can ideally help you make the best possible choice that you want for you. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't want I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to show you what's possible and then you can pick. There you go. And, and of course, and that's the whole point of having the conversation. So like I said, we'll link the article in there. Uh, for the most part, it's just, it's a pretty quick little article. It just kind of gives you some of the information, most of the information yeah. that we already broke down for you. But if you want to kind of peruse that over, we'll link that in there for you. And uh, don't forget, you can always reach out and send an email to Charles, have a conversation, get onto the calendar, whatever it is that you'd like to do at PelotonCapital.com. Get started today with uh, conversations with he and Sherry uh, and get your retirement journey underway. Again, PelotonCapital.com. You can subscribe to Financial Choices Matter on whatever podcasting platform app you like to use. And while you're, you can find all that there too, is while you're at the website, drop us a line, uh, which is what Martha did in Phoenix. She's got a question for you. She says, I'm turning 72 at the beginning of the year, so I've got to start taking money out of my IRA this year, even though I don't really need it. Can I just take it out and reinvest it right back into something else? Well, technically, Charles, again, because of the Secure Act 2.0 passing, she doesn't have to take that this year. Well, no, she well, she does if she's 72 now. If if no, she says she's turning it in here in 73 in 2023. So she has she can wait till she's 73 now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The other thing that you can do, which is is interesting, well, that's a, first of all, Martha, good for you. It's a nice problem to have. Exactly. Gee, I don't have. I don't need it. So let's do something how else do with I, it. How do I make the most of it? Yeah. Well, here's here's a little a neat little thing 
that you might consider doing because at some point they are required. That's why it's called a required minimum Correct. distribution. You, yes. you can't you can't get around it. But if you've got, for example, let's say you own some shares of stock in your IRA um, and you like the company, you like the stock. Uh-huh. Why don't you just roll the stock out? Why don't you take a distribution of the stock itself and just put it in another account so you don't lose the stock? Let's say you had $10,000 worth of a stock okay. that you wanted, that you, that you liked it. Sure. Transfer it into, into a regular, just normal taxable account. You have to pay the tax on, the, that is still the re, a distribution. So you've got to pay the tax on the $10,000 worth of stock uh-huh. that came out. But then you still own the stock, and all of a sudden, now that it goes into a new account, it has a new step up in basis, meaning what your original cost, your original cost is now what you paid, not what you paid for it when you bought it inside your IRA. It's now what the price of it was the day that it transferred out and into this your regular account. Oh, okay. And that's a new basis for it. So you might have bought it at $5 a share, and now it's worth $50 a share. But now that the new cost basis in this new account is $50. So, which will help you, know, you for, for on future taxes. Which will, yeah, going yeah. forward, if it continues to grow like it has in the past, then right. you've got a whole new top basis. The basis isn't five bucks that you started with. It's now the 50 that you're at when you move it out. That's awesome. So that's an interesting little tweak of a of how to take an RMD. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, it's I'd thought about it before, wondered if you could do it. And then I saw an article and I thought, oh, well, darn, yeah. Uh, you know, great minds think alike. And somebody actually, it made it really easy to say, well, yeah, that wasn't a dumb idea that I yeah. had. No, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Because they're doing it. I mean, it's 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 neat. It's, it's, it's not a trick. Again, the key is you're going to pay the tax on the value of whatever you transfer out as an RMD. It just doesn't mean you have to liquidate it. Yeah. Uh, so, so for for a for, that's a great option to certainly ponder. Uh, to answer this most basically, Charles. So, if you, when you do take an RMD out and you just whatever, if you just do it normally, you take it out. Can you just turn right around and reinvest that money into something else? There's no rule that says you can't. Correct? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Absolutely, you can. Because you've paid the tax. It's now it yours. Account. It can't right. stay in the IRA. It can't stay there. But you've paid the tax. You've taken it out. Yeah. It can go yeah. into a whole new account, or you can yeah. reinvest it in the so market should you choose. It, it would be the same thing. And people, we have folks that are doing it all the time. Uh-huh. Um, move it. Move it from my my IRA account. Move it into my regular, you know, joint account with my spouse, and then you know. But what, you know, then buy something else or just, you know, but usually you're just transferring cash and it doesn't make any difference. But if you like, like I said, if you like the particular, a particular stock or a particular fund or a particular exchange traded fund, you can keep that. You just get a brand new basis when you move it out instead of buying it again. So it's, you know, the the tax implication of all of this is the same. It's just a nice way to say, well, I have a, I have a little different tweak of a, you know, a nuance of an option that I might want to do just because I might want to do it. Gotcha. Okay. And let us, let us clarify too for you, Martha, because we were a little bit quick on that. So anybody turning 72 in 2023, uh, you, you can wait until you're now 73 to take the RMDs because that's what they changed it in the secure act too. So if you haven't turned 72 yet, you can now wait till you're 73. Is that correct, Charles? That last statement is correct. Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. Just making sure that way we got it straight for folks. <laughs> because if depending on when your birthday fell, right? So if you've basically, and also if you started RMDs already, then you're still stuck doing you're them. You're stuck with doing them again. Yeah. You're stuck Continue doing them, right? To do them. You, don't, you don't get to take a breather yeah. suddenly. So yeah. if this was going to be your first year, just double check with your financial professional, make sure. Uh, but yeah, they, they did kind of give a sort of a reprieve for those folks who haven't turned 72 yet. They let them. 
push it back to 73. Uh, and then, of course, if you're born after 1959, I believe it's going to be age 75 starting in 2033, uh, yeah, which was a so. weird – it's like, why did the, what a weird wrinkle. No, you, you're expecting reasonable, logical – Choosing of times and dates and numbers from the government. They made just it when they did the Secure Act 1.0. They made it simple. They just said it's 72 and left it. It's like, right? I why didn't you just do that and call it a day? Why don't they just make it all 75 and be done with it? I don't know. Instead of waiting 10 I don't years, think they, I don't think they know either. Yeah, they very just true. do it. Well, there you go. That's our podcast this week. Uh, I'm going to go read, a, uh, you know, a, a globe and a map because apparently I've forgotten everything today. I don't know what states where. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I, that's fine. That's that's probably not a bad idea. I will send you a, a quiz. I, I appreciate um, that. Uh, I got a, I got a couple of quick things to add. Mark. Oh, please, yes, go go for it. Yes, okay. From the this is new, new in the state of Arizona. It's it's available in a few other states. There is a new solution, a new strategy for someone that is looking, saying, "I would love to have long term care insurance, but I know I have this medical condition that I will never qualify for." There is a new solution out there that anybody. Regardless, if you have the funds to be able to pay, you can have long-term care insurance. It's a brand new solution. It's it's pretty revolutionary. Um, it's guaranteed. Everybody, if you apply, you'll get it. There's three levels of how do I want to put this? Three levels of value, if you will, to the dollar that you might be investing, and but it's and it's based primarily on your medical history. So if you've got the ability, the financial ability to pay then this insurance company guarantees they will issue a policy for you, hmm, if, okay. you if you jump through their application hoops, which I think is really interesting. Um, it's brand new. We're, we're still learning a whole bunch about it, but it's never been available before. The health concerns were always the biggest and simplest disqualifier of anybody looking for long-term care insurance. Wow. So okay. That's been overcome with this new, this new solution. Um, and the other thing that we're doing is we have on our website on pelotoncapital.com under Peloton University, we have some videos that were done a long time ago, and we're in the process of going through and adding a gob of them uh, going forward on different topics, short 8, 10, 12-minute videos on different things just that we think are interesting that people might want to at their leisure just take a peek at, take a watch, take a listen, and uh, we'll keep you posted as they come out where they are. But it's again, it's on under Peloton University um, on our website. So okay, those are just and if so, new folks, want, if they want to check new that things. out, they can check that on the website. If they want to learn more about this new solution as it's coming down the pike, just reach out to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All we're, right. Yeah, we'll be, we're in the gotta gotta master it process right now because there's it's different okay so it's in the stay tuned phase we'll keep you well it's in a stay tuned it's there it's available and we can always get somebody if somebody's saying oh my gosh that's exactly what i've always wanted um call us because we'll we'll hurry our process up okay gotcha (laughs) all right so that is for long-term care uh that is a uh you know some sort of a guaranteed solution uh to talk with folks about if you need some more information again reach out to charles and sherry at 480-513-1830 that's 480-513-1830 or stop by the website pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. And we'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. And uh, Charles will send me a quiz so I can get better at my geography because yeah. that was embarrassing. So we'll see you guys next time. I told Charles, I was like, I don't feel great today, but we're going to do this podcast anyway. And apparently it's coming That's through. Right. So. An A for effort, Mark. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, you guys have a great week. We'll be back a great month. We'll be back with another episode in March. This is Financial Choices Matter with the one and only Charles Scott. 
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.